You're listening to the PT and the Gib Dog podcast, episode 59. The boys are back, and they're recapping a disappointing Celtic season while looking forward to the playoffs. Let's do this. Well, they said we were no longer, uh, and I'm, I'm here to report that PT and the Gib Dog is still thriving and Lots of communication happening, maybe not all on the airways. Maybe we don't record everything, but it is a active uh, podcast, unfortunately, mostly through text these days, but we're changing that. We're 70 games into the season. Celtics maybe a little bit different record than we thought going in. Um, didn't think 35 would be the win total and the loss total, but you know, we're here to talk it through. We're going we're gonna to be here to figure it out. might be a little bit of a therapy session for both of us, but we'll see where things go. I, uh, when I reported to my wife this morning that we're going to podcast, I'm going to podcast tonight with Pat, because, you know, you, you, you know, just as well as I do that you have to, you know, you have, you have to put out your schedule and just, you know, make clear what's going on in your day-to-day life. Um, I said, probably going to podcast with Pat tonight. And the response was, you guys still do that. So yeah, no, speaking to your, People, uh, your, your thought that we no longer exist. Yes, it exists, but um, life gets in the way. <laughs> so <laughs> here we are. And here we I, are. I the last, I, last, yeah. last one was the preview podcast. Right? Yeah. Well, we, we talked a few times about doing something, but the, the Celtics have just been so tough to watch, especially the last month or so. It's, I mean, I can't say I've been excited to, to record my thoughts uh, and, and try to censor them. I, I know I had to space this out a little bit from some of the, the recent dehabilitating losses that they've had, but, uh, but we'll, we'll talk it through. We'll, we'll, we'll come out on the other side. I think we're both optimistic by nature. So I feel good about where we're going to come out of this, but it's a, it's a tough spot today. It's a tough spot. Um, seven seed 500 record after going to the Eastern conference finals three times in four years, not the season that we were, we were thinking this one would turn into. I want to say that Sunday, at half Sunday's game against the Heat at halftime, as the Celtics walked to the locker down 26 points, having just given up 79 first half points to the Miami Heat, who sidebar are starting to look like the bubble Miami Heat. They look good. And, I, and in our in our preview pod, I think I may have referenced, if I recall correctly, that um, you know is is that is there nowhere to go but down for the Miami Heat? Well, did they peak in the bubble? Well, guess what. They're peaking in playoff time again. So they were a five um, seed last year. They might be a five seed again this year. They might follow that. Same well, they path. could be. They could. They could be the four. They're still actively they the fighting four. for the four. Believe it or not, they could um, be the four. And uh, you know, if, if I'm if I'm the Knicks, if I'm the Hawks, I think I want either one of the other two. Either one of the 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 other yeah. option other than the, the Heat. <laughs> you know, if I'm the Knicks, I want the Hawks. If I'm the Hawks, I want the Knicks. Um, you know, I I, mean, I, I don't think I want to. I don't think I want to see the Heat right now. Yeah, but um, if the Heat are in the four or five, then you got to play Milwaukee if you're the six and you got to play the three. So that's, that's yeah, also not yeah. an easy, easy out, but. Uh, right. Right. But if, right. But if you're the Knicks and the Hawks, you hope that's the heat and that's the heat's problem. Yeah. Which yeah then, you hope, you hope that you're, then, you're both the four or five and then you get through that. And then who knows, maybe, maybe there's a Philly injury and you figure it out. Which then, which then the bucks are probably shaking in their boots if they're playing the heat of the heat. Anyway, I digress from the, uh, from some at halftime. Um, Start myself, race the play. Um, 
obviously that our team is actually involved mm-hmm. in it. So here's what it is. They played like crap the last few weeks, you know, losing eight out of 11. Uh, but let's embrace what these guys have. Um, that was obviously before that was before the Brown injury. So now that feeling for me is as as has even I, I think you know heightened a bit more. What these kids can do, you know, as we move forward to next year. Like, I mean, are they going to get out of the first round? Probably not. But what can in Jalen's Brown Brown's absence, Jalen Brown's absence? What can Aaron Neesmith do? Who's look? I mean, if you're looking for lining the last couple of weeks, it's the play of Aaron Neesmith, I would say. You know, mm-hmm. you know, they said he was the best shooter in the draft coming out. Um, you know, and, and he's proving that statistically, you know, the last mm-hmm. few games, I think shooting over 50% from three, um, you know, averaging double digits, you know, showing he can actually play some semblance of, of defense, you know, active on the offensive glass, all these things that you didn't think you were getting from him when you drafted him. So that's something to watch. Um, you know, I, I, I think also I'm looking forward to seeing kind of what Tatum can do to kind of just throw these guys on his back, just kind of, you know, get maybe there's a couple games in a first round series against the Bucks or against the Nets team where Tatum can take over, you know, and just, again, just continue his development a little bit. You know, there are storylines to watch, but let's embrace this kind of backs against the wall, you know, win, you know, not win or go home in the first play and most likely, you know, if they hold on to the seven, you know, you still get a second shot at it, but you know, that's as close to a one and done. Let's see what these guys can do. Let's just, I mean, it, it sucks. It's terrible. Like, I mean, first, first in the league and team defense last year to 20th this year, um, yeah. you know, we can go, we can go into the reasons why we think that's the case. I mean, I have a big one that that, 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 that we can talk about, but I mean, let's just, it, it's, it sucks. It's terrible, but let's just, let's try to have some fun with this. I know that's like the, yeah. the green team, green colored glasses approach to it, but let's, let's just see what happens. Yeah. And I think the Jalen injury is what probably puts, push us both to, uh, can they turn this around to an exasperated, all right, well, what's, what's treasure? Maybe it's two games. Maybe it's uh, six games. You know, maybe it's nine games. Maybe it's 12 games. You never know. Um, so I think that, that definitely, the ceiling is definitely much, much lower now. And this isn't a 2018, no Kyrie, no Hayward. Let's get within inches of the, uh, NBA finals. Uh, it, this is not going to be one of those situations. And honestly, this is a weird feeling. I don't think we've felt this way in a while because you go back um, a few years, like last year, I think there was a lot of optimism. And again, they, they took the heat to, to six in the Eastern Conference finals. The year before was frustrating, uh, but it was going into playoffs. It was, hey, Kyrie's back. Hayward's back. They swept the Pacers. They were feeling pretty good. They took game one in Milwaukee. I watched at your house. Um, and then it was you know terrible from there. Uh, the two prior years, Eastern Conference Finals, they were the one seed um, with Isaiah one of those years. The year before that, I think, is when they lost to the Hawks. Um, and th- that was that that was a, a young team that we were excited to see. I, I would probably go back to, um, well, the year before that, they, they got destroyed by the Cavs, and they were lucky to even make the playoffs that year. I think they had a below 500 record. Um, I think they missed the playoffs the year before. So I know I'm going all the way back, but I think 2013, Doc's last year, um, the last stand of the Pierce Garnett, no more Ray they were Allen. The, they were they were the seven seed, believe me. Yeah, th- th- this is kind of what it reminds me of. And <laughs> yeah, what was interesting is we kind of knew that was the end. Um, we we kind of knew there would be some movement after the season, uh, and that uh, you know they they made it. Was that the year? That was year. 
that was year six for that group, right? I think they made it. Yeah, six so it was, the, we, it was it was the one year without Allen. Ray Allen had signed with the Heat the year before the, the pre- previous yeah. offseason, replaced him with Jason well, Terry. Well, it was two. You know? It was two. It was two years, right? Like we, we we had Ray for four, right? And then they beat us in the. No, uh, East, they beat us Game Seven Eastern Conference Finals, 2012. 2012. Ray was on that team, and then he left. In 13, Ray was summer. also. Yeah, Ray was also on the team in 13 when we lost. The no, he wasn't. He wasn't? No, he, he wasn't. Retired? Nope, he was not. No, he left for the Heat. He left for the Heat after the Celtics lost to the Heat in game seven. What, what, he joined the Ray, Heat that offseason. Ray wasn't on that Heat team that, that won the game seven? I thought he was. No, he no. wasn't. Well, nope. Bad job by me. Bad job by nope. me. No, nope. um, 2012, your, your, your best five on that team was Pierce Garnett, Allen Rondo, Rondo, and then Brandon, Brandon Bass was your five. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, okay. know, and, 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 and that was amazing how they made it that far because, you know, we'll get into the lack of depth this Celtics team had. That Celtics team didn't have great depth either. You know, you, no. you, you look at the bench, it was Keon Dooling and Mikhail Petrus and Ugh. Greg Steemsma yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, Marquise Daniels was kind of in and out. You know, guys that yeah. there was never there was never series to series game to game. There was never really a set you know, bench, you know, it was all these guys fluctuating in and out. Um, so the fact that they made it as far as they did that year, was, you know, kind of a testament to, yeah. to your starting five. Um, yeah. But, but anyway, yeah. Last time they were the seven seed against, yeah. they, and they it, lost it, to the, lost to the Knicks in six. Yeah. And, it, and it's interesting because 2012, they, they took the heat to seven games and uh, last year they took the heat to six games in the Eastern conference finals. And then the year after it's, and why I'm trying to draw this parallel and, and that wasn't a great Celtics team. And the Knicks weren't that good either. That was Carmelo. I think it was Amari Stoudemire, um, that group. Uh, is that the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs? Last time they won a playoff series. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> which is also ironic bringing it back to the present. But what was interesting is that was kind of the changing of the guard. And then, you, you know, you trade Doc to the Clippers, you, you, you pull off the heist with Brooklyn in terms of Pierce Garnett and Terry going to, um, Brooklyn and uh, getting a, a, a tre- treasure troves of picks back, which turned into, uh, among others, Jason Tatum and uh, Jalen Brown. Uh, is this another, we'll, we'll definitely get into it. Is this another moment where, you know, if you're the seven seed, probably not getting out of the first round, especially given the, the, the heavyweights at the top of the East and you got to even earn your way into the playoffs, which is not a guarantee the way that we're losing to the Cavs, we're losing to the Thunder, we're losing to some pretty terrible teams. But is, is this another we got to change things up. Uh, and the last time we did this, it was Danny changing things up. Will it be Danny? Does Danny still have the car keys to change things up or is Wick going to go in another direction there? And I think that's, I don't think so either, but uh, there's a lot more questions. And I think. I keep forgetting I'm on zoom and shaking my head. So I'm glad fine. you acknowledged me. You, you acknowledged the shaking of my head with, I don't think I so think, either. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I think it's fair. I think it's fair. So I, I don't know. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that, but uh Neither Danny Ainge, Danny Ainge nor Brad Stevens is going anywhere unless they choose to. And Brad decided not to go to Indiana, and that would have been the dream job, right? He's not going anywhere else. That's because if Brad knows, even if he got fired this offseason, one, he could take time off because he's got a five-year contract still, you know, sitting in his hands. Um, or, I mean, if he wanted to coach right away, they're saying the Pacer job is probably going to open up again after oh, yeah. one year. Um, so there you go. And if it wasn't Indiana, it'd be somewhere else. Or he'd take a year off and he'd have his pick of whatever job opened up. Um, he could go, I mean, yeah. I, he, he could end up uh, there. There's chatter that if the Bucks underachieve in the playoffs again, Budenholzer could get shown the door. 
That's not a good place for Stevens, though. Should we talk no, about I'm Stevens not, a little bit? No, no, but so I'm not. Stevens no, but I'm not saying it. I'm not yeah. saying it is, but I'm just saying like, you don't think the Bucks would get? Hey, Brad, what do you think? You know, I mean, uh, he's he's everybody's top candidate, even despite what happened this year. Yeah, I mean, yes, but but I, I think that veteran team is not hasn't done well with him coaching. I think he's done better with a younger group that overachieves. I don't think he's done well. Look yeah. at 2019. Look at this year. I don't think he's done well when it is. Well, not that this is a veteran team, but it's still a team of established personalities where his voice gets drowned out a little bit, um, which I think is what he's feeling this year. So I don't know. Should we talk about Brad? I, I don't think he's the problem, but I don't know. We can. I don't think yeah, he, I think I don't, we can. I, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't think he, he's certainly not coach of the year quality. Is a, no, of course not. Is, I mean, I think he has a sizable, you know, uh, you know, chunk of the blame pie for, for, for sure. In this, he'd be the first one to admit it. Um, do I think that the guys are tuning him out? No, I don't necessarily think that it's a tune out situation. Um, I, I just, I, I, I think this is just a year, just when you look at everything that has been encompassed, whether it was the injuries, whether it was the inconsistency due to the COVID misses, we can get into that later. You know, I'm very opinionated and passionate about that. Um, the, uh, I, I, I just, I, I, this is the first year you can say he's, and I mean, I guess you could say, you know, the last Kyrie year, um, this is the only year he's really severely underachieved since he's been here. And that team didn't severely underachieve. You know, they just, I think they lost to a better team in that series. Um, you know, you can make that argument just the way Milwaukee was playing at that time, the way Giannis mm-hmm. was coming into his own. I mean, they, they lost to a, a, a very good team in that mm-hmm. series. I mean, the, the, the way it went down and with Kyrie walking out the door, that kind of mm-hmm. added a bit to it. But this is the first year you could say in his seven years here, right? Is this year seven? Is this year seven eight, or eight? eight I can't. Eight, eight, this eight, is year eight. eight. Okay. And eight. this is the first year where, and you don't count the first year because the roster was terrible. Um, yeah. You know, he's lucky he got the wins out of that team that he got out of that year. Yeah, but then he snuck in the playoffs year two and, you know, Olenek. Uh, right. Hurt no, Kevin I know. The first round and all that stuff. But right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but, but yeah, that, that, the, they, but, he, but he gets almost the same roster with a couple of tweaks plus Isaiah Thomas added midseason, And that obviously kind of gave them a, a, a bit of a jolt to get that team to the playoffs. Um, again, swept by Cleveland right away. Again, last time Celtics were a seven seed was in that, was that year actually. Yeah, they weren't in eight. Um, oh yeah. No, there was, was, seven. was there Toronto, was seven. Toronto, the one or Toronto, 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 Indiana were the one. I can't remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was, I think it was Toronto, yeah. but, um, but, uh, but, but this is, yeah, this is the first year he's, He's severely under, severely underachieved. And obviously uh, the big thing you point to is not being able to get these guys to buy in night in and night out, whether it be effort, whether it just be a readiness to play. I mean, they've had some good wins against some of the top teams in the NBA this year, but I I, I saw something this morning. They had the top four teams that would, if, if the lottery held serve. Okay. So you had Detroit, Oklahoma city, Houston and Cleveland in there. Okay, at least three losses. <laughs> no, there's five Celtic losses. Oh, God. They lost to Detroit twice. Oh. Once at home, one on the road. Obviously the Oklahoma City debacle a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They lost to Cleveland last night. And then they did lose to the Rockets, I believe. Maybe they didn't lose to Houston. Oh, brutal, brutal. I, I, I can't recall. But anyway, that's been their problem. You know, he, I mean, they have them ready. But, but, then, I, but then on that, I, I, again – another team in the play-in, but you look at that Saturday night game against the Warriors, 
they came to play that night. Mm-hmm. You know, so they, they come to play when the when the bright lights are on, when the big stars are in town. They've got some wins. They went out in that West Coast road trip. They had a nice win against Denver, a nice win against a very good Portland team, a yep. win against, obviously, the Lakers didn't have LeBron and AD, but that's the third game of a West Coast road trip. You know, they were still able to win that. They went out when 3-0, and and that's the point where we all said, okay, we've turned it around. You know, they briefly mm-hmm. moved into that four slot. Um, but other than those isolated runs where we've been kind of fooled into thinking that, oh, this team's maybe got it figured out, like watch out, they haven't been. There have been too many losses to the Pistons and the Cavaliers and the and, and the Thunder. Yes, at times they've been severely undermanned. That Thunder game, they were missing Tatum, and I think they were missing Kemba Walker because he sat out the front end of the back-of-back as opposed to the, the back end. So you're missing two of your top three players in the game. Yes, I understand that. Still shouldn't lose to the Thunder. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, I, I think just while, while, while you, you pin that on him as the coach, some of the blame – most of it on the players, but some on him. Um, just looking at the injuries and the COVID pauses that he's had to deal with, not having his top seven guys, the top seven players on the roster play a game together in the entirety of a season. You, you can't discount that. You can't just kick that to the curb. You can be disappointed about how they played for all the reasons I just mentioned, but that's why he, he it'd be silly to show him the door because yeah. of all the things they've been dealing with this year. No, you know, and I, I think, Let's put let's put Brad Steven, let's put him as number three on the list of things that went wrong. I don't think he's number one or two. Why don't you get yeah. into what you believe to be your number one, which is uh, injuries and, and COVID. Let's let's get into that now. Let, let, let's hear let's hear your perspective. There haven't been more the Celtics by far, and I sent you that chart. I know you sent me many charts. It's by 40 games missed by their players due to health and safety. It's a 40 game separation between them and the number two team, which I believe was Dallas. You can't discount that start of the start of the year. Tatum is playing like the all NBA guy that, you know, we expect him to be, he might miss out on it this year. I mean, he might not get, he's going to, he's going to cost himself some money, which is a shame, but season starts off. They started off the season. Well, they were, they were really playing well. And then boom, Tatum gets COVID gone for 14 days. Only missed five games, believe it or not. Because well, they had a bunch so of many, games canceled. Because they had a bunch of to, games canceled. They used to cancel right. games back then. No, I know. Um, but but that's, his, led, that's led to a lot more games in the second half. Like there's yep, been a lot of yep. compression. And all that. You had yep. his health and safety. You had all the other guys that you know were put in health. <laughs> Romeo Langford going right into health and safety. The minute he gets back from his wrist injury, he goes into health. Um, Fournier health, and, health and safety. Fournier as soon as he gets here. So Fournier gets to Boston. Has the first couple games where he had trouble shooting. Um, you know, and then. He started to hit his groove for about two, three games. The Celtics won a couple games, and then boom, he hits COVID right away. And you can—he's just now coming out of it. And he—and—and and, and he's test—he, his testimonials about it have just said he feels like he constantly has a concussion. Like, can you imagine, like, dry, like knowing that you're fine, that you're recovered, and you still feel that way? Um, you know, I—it I, I, mm-hmm. was—it was a real thing. And I, I think people and, and, and people discounted just when they were given this team so much shit at times during this mm-hmm. year, discounting how real that COVID stuff affected this roster and affected this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, you, you also talk about dealing with Kemba's back-to-back, which I think that was something going this year that they knew he wasn't going to play back-to-backs. Here's hoping that with a prolonged offseason coming up, um, that he can get healthy, and then that's not necessarily as much of the case next year. Um, 
because he's going to be back next year. I, I just don't see how they can unload him. Um, but dealing with Kemba, dealing with Tatum's COVID pause, dealing with Fournier's once Fournier, dealing with Rob Williams' injuries, which you can see, mm-hmm. you 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 can see why they didn't want to ask too much of him, and they did that by trading Tice to save some money on the luxury mm-hmm. tax. Like mm-hmm. I think that also kind of hurt them too. Where at the time when they when 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 they when they traded Tice to the deadline, like we kind of tried to talk ourselves into it. Yeah, I think you know Rob has performed to a level where you know, I, I think he can take on these minutes. He can take on the role. We need to get Tice out of here so Rob can play more and continue to develop. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they, they've they added that, you know, they added that to his plate. At the same time, Tristan Thompson dealing with his COVID pause, which was <laughs> extremely prolonged. Um, so Rob's the only big on the roster other than Luke Cornett and Mo Wagner and Taco Fall. Grant, and Grant Williams pretending to Grant play Grant Williams five. playing the five. Um you know, that, that I think, you know, the loss trade in Tice just to save some money also kind of set them back a little bit, just as far as what the team, I mean, I mean, Daniel Tice was never you know, going to light the world on fire, but, you know, he was for the defensive schemes, being able to switch on everything, he was their best defending big, you know, at times, um, you know, that, 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 that turned out to be a bit of a loss that, you know, they thought they could overcome a bit with Rob. So, I mean, yeah. I, again, injured, the, the injury bug, the COVID bug. I mean, it, it, I, I think you have, you can't discount how that just really affected this roster, affected the cohesion of the unit and just getting their best guys on the floor. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's something to be said about continuity and the fact that the point guard is different every night. Some nights it's Marcus Smart. Some nights it's Kemba Walker. Some nights it's Peyton Pritchard, who are all fine players in their own regard, but how do you some night, some nights some nights is Carson Edwards. Oh, yeah, those are not good nights. Um, <laughs> but how, how do you develop a rhythm? How do you develop your first unit and your second unit working together when it's just it's different guys every single night? And um, Tatum has been at times spectacular on the offensive end, but I think we'll talk about defense. I mean, the the, the reason this team succeeded the last few years has been primarily the defensive intensity led by Marcus Smart, but the fact that Jalen Brown is a plus defender. Jason Tatum, when he wants to be, is a plus defender. Um, you had Tice, who, um, no, he can't cover Embiid, but like does a pretty good job around uh, yep. on, on most fives or, uh, throughout the league. Um, you're forgetting. You know, I, I, I hope you're about to mention another big one that they were missing this year as far as defense goes. <laughs> are you thinking um, – who are you thinking? People don't realize what Gordon Hayward brought. That's defensively fair. to this That's team fair. just with his yeah. size you know six eight six nine guy with a pretty good wingspan pretty big dude you don't think of Hayward as a big dude but he was a big dude um just his ability to play defense like I think was severely discounted where people just talk about what they missed offensively from him which they did and that's a whole other thing mm-hmm. L- losing Hayward hurt them a lot more than they expected to like this roster was considerably worse this year because Gordon Hayward was not on it. And I think defensively him not being there was another huge component as to why this team went from first to 20th when it came to, you know, uh, perimeter defense. And to be fair, would he have gotten hurt just like he did in Charlotte and this half the season? He might've, he might've, but right. But I, I, that's a whole other discussion, but yes. And, and, you know, I, I, I just I, I think that that's that that's something that people people were like 
good riddance. There was a little bit, not everybody, but there was some people had almost like a good riddance to the Hayward getting out of town. Like this is Brown. This is Tatum's team. He needs to go to allow these guys. To... They, they missed Gordon Hayward on both ends of the floor this year. I really, I really do think they did. Now on the offensive end of the floor, did they add someone in Evan Fournier if they can keep around to kind of give you sort of what Hayward did a little bit? Um, you know, Fournier, maybe not necessarily the facilitator or the willingness to pass up shots like Hayward was, but in these last few games, you know, we talked about Neesmith being kind of a bright spot. Another bright spot has been the play of Evan Fournier. Um, you know, he's actually been doing a good job of getting downhill, attacking the basket, creating shots for other guys, creating some opportunities for himself. So you get a little bit of what Hayward brought you from Fournier, um, you know, offensively, defensively, not not the level of defender, of course, that that Hayward was. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I just, you know, I, the, the roster wasn't as good this year. Yeah. And that was a big reason why. Yeah. No, I think, I think, uh, I think the expectations were probably higher than the, the quality of talent that the team had. I think they, there was probably some level of overachievement in the past few years. Um, I mean, you, I mean, you look at some of the, the rosters they had in the past couple of years and past few years, and I think they were fortunate to reach the Eastern conference finals in some of those years. And that leads to a set of expectations that they weren't able to hit this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, I think we hit a few of the key points. I think we touched on uh, the, the lack of continuity. I think Kemba Walker, he's just not healthy. And that's, that's hard <laughs> given, given what they can do from a roster perspective. If he's not playing the way that he historically has played, that's a, that's a real tough one. Um, there have been flashes. There have been flashes of it though. It's just, he has to sit out back to backs. That's tough. Yeah. Um, you know, that, 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 that's a tough pill to swallow when you win a game and Kemba scores 30 and they're about how many nights have they had where like, Oh wow, Kemba looks great, but he has to sit the next night because of the back-to-back thing. Like that's, yeah, that's the, you're right. That's a, that's a tough thing to have to balance and kind of, you know, keep the consistency going. So let's, let's look ahead unless there's anything else you want to talk about from looking into the past year. Uh, let's say you're Danny Ainge. Let's say we have, I don't know. What do you think? 15, 16 pick? It's like deja vu. Another year yeah. of picking. Just outside hopefully, the lottery. Hopefully, hopefully just outside the lottery. Hopefully it's not in the lottery, but we'll find out yeah. in about a week. Um, they'd be pros. I mean, they'd be pro. They'd be pros and cons to either situation. So like if, if, if they, if they, you know, it, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world in my mind, but no. anyway, continue for the sake of your argument. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I guess hypothetically you you kind of know what you're getting with this squad. Let's say it's a healthy squad. I mean, this, this is a team, they're not a 500 team, but I don't think they're at the level of Philadelphia, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. I don't think you're in that top three, even with a healthy Brown, Tatum, Smart, Walker. Um, I don't think Walker is going to get back to that level that he was before. Um, are we, are we four- bringing out, are we bringing Fournier back in this hypothetical? I think, I, I mean, well, that, that's something that we can talk about. Um, I guess what 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 are what are the moves that you think about? What are the moves that you make? Um, I, I guess what my intro is is I don't think a Tatum Brown Fournier Walker Smart Pritchard Nismith Williams like I don't know to me Tristan Tristan Thompson's under contract next year. That's too. a that's a forty six win team and that's a four or five seed um, and that's probably not getting past the first round of the playoffs and. I think when you have Tatum and you have Brown, I think the expectations have to be higher. So I don't know if you're Ainge, 
who has shown a little bit more reticence than what, may, what, we, what we maybe saw earlier in his uh, dealings as a GM when he would do things like Perkins for uh, Jeff Green and, and do some of these moves to, to, to really shake things up. He hasn't really done that recently. And, and maybe that's because the, the deals haven't been there. But I guess what are the things in your mind as you think about what do we do this offseason to get this team playing the way that we, we believe that they can, we, this should be a team that can be, that can compete with those three uh, in the East and, and be one of those top squads. So I guess I what are the things can, that come to your mind? But my feeling is like what you just described that, yeah, that seems good enough for a four or five seed in the East. I think it's good enough when healthy and things clicking on all cylinders and not having to deal with COVID that's a, I, the roster I think is good enough to afford to be a four in the East. Good. But I, I think people also discount a little bit how how close all those other teams are in the middle of the pack of the East. The Miami Heats, um, can the Knicks duplicate this again, you know, in year two? I, I'm, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, Charlotte, who obviously kind of, you know, was having a great year, spent a lot of, spent a considerable time, spent a considerable amount of time in that four or five slot, did they not? And then, yeah, just, and then the ball and Hayward injuries. The ball and Hayward injuries, obviously. Bridges, you, Bridges but, too, yeah. Right, yeah. So if they're healthy again another year together, um, you know, the middle of the pack of the East is still there. It's still going to be I don't want to be there, though. I want to be I want to be top three. Right, I know. But I'm, I'm, I'm just explaining to you that the path to the top is going to be much more difficult even next year, even if they do get better. So I think a four, five seed in the East, a four in the East, you can still do some damage from, from, from that spot. Um, but is the roster good enough to get to that four spot where you have, you know, a, a first round home court advantage, you know, in the first round with the Miami heat and the Charlotte Hornets and the New York Knicks and the Atlanta Hawks. Yes. I didn't mean to forget Atlanta, but you're absolutely right about Atlanta. They're, they're going to be probably even better, um, you know, you know, next year, um, you know, and, and, and don't discount maybe, you know, once Toronto can get back in Toronto and they're not in Tampa anymore, you know, you can't always count them out either. What about um, Washington too? The way the Washington, Washington's yeah. playing like a top three team right now. Right. See, you're, we're proving my point here and just sending, just getting, that, that's why that's why the sub that that roster you just said is a 46 47 win team because the east is going to get is not as bad as people portrayed to be it's not the level of the west yet but it's better and it's getting just you know it's getting a bit better um but so back to your question about what does Danny Ainge do about the roster um I know you and I love smart and I love smart too and I think some of the criticism is a little well, you know, it, it, it's a little too harsh. Um, but unless you trade Jalen Brown, and if I'm trading Jalen Brown, I better be getting Bradley Beal back or someone else, some other all NBA type talent that's better than him right now. I better be getting that back. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trading Brown just because he's the only one you can, you, you better get a bona fide all-star back in return. Um, smart, I think is the only you know, commodity that you have to, to, to make a change. Um, I was listening to Danny Ainge this morning. He was talking about how there will be changes to the roster this off season, but I, I don't see how you can do it without moving smart. And there was yeah. a lot of chatter about it at the trade deadline. Um, you look at what the bulls gave up for Vucevic. Could the Celtics have done something centered around smart and picks for Vucevic and the, 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 the the package wouldn't have been, I, I know Wendell Carter, you know, was, was the big, 
you know, name that one from Chicago, but like Marcus Smart, mm-hmm. Wendell Carter, like the gap isn't that drastic. You know, it, it, was there an opportunity for Age to go get someone like a Vucevic for Smart at the trade deadline and he didn't do it? If that ended up being the case, I'm a little bit disappointed. In that. I don't know about you. I don't know what your feeling on that is. Um, because, yeah, you, I mean, you, you, you could have gotten an all star for Marcus Smart, which I'm not necessarily sure this offseason you're getting an all star player for Marcus Smart. Um, yeah, but if you're, I mean, if you're going to, if there's going to be a change to the complexion of the roster, it doesn't involve trading Tatum or Brown. You're not trading Tatum. So if it's not involved, not trade, if there's assuming Tatum's here, assuming Brown's here, assuming Kemba's here, because no one's going to take on that contract. Um, Smart's the only thing that's going to net you anything. Yeah. So you get smart. He's got what? 14 million, one year, 14 yep. million after the season. So pretty desirable contract. Someone who can change the culture in a place that maybe isn't doing so well. So I think there will be some demand there. Uh, As you said, Kemba two years for, I don't know, 70. Yeah. No one's touching that. Um, The only, the only, the only thing you're getting, the only thing you're doing with Kemba is you're swapping someone who you're swapping a bad contract for you're taking someone else's bad contract for your bad contract, thinking that maybe the the piece coming your way for Walker might fit better. If you're, if you're subscribing to this, we got to change the complexion. We got to change up the, you know, change up the pieces here, but, I, but is, is that really worth in the end? You know, I, I mean, I mean, Walker is beloved by teammates and I think they want him to right. succeed more than anything. And you right. could, you could make the case that this has been a really trying season from the beginning when they didn't think the season would start as soon as it did. And that's why he wasn't ready at the start of the season. And, mm-hmm. um, yep. hasn't really had time to recover. So, uh, if anything, it's a blessing that the season for the Celtics will likely end in the coming weeks and he will have a full off season to hopefully, uh, strengthen the knee and that, I mean, back-to-backs may be a thing that we have to sacrifice in the regular season with him, but that just means you need, you need, I mean, do, do you feel good about the trajectory of someone like Peyton Pitcher to, to come in and, and try to play that role? He's definitely here. I don't think that's fair to him at this point though, even in year two, I don't think that's fair to him. Um, no, but, you know, I, yeah, you know, while you wait for the Pritchards and the Neesmiths, Neesmiths to come along and, you know, Neesmith has started to take that, I don't want to call it a leap, but you can see how much better he's gotten over the course of this year and with a full off season and, you know, coming into next year, see what, see what the experience of this playoff, I'd call it run, you know, can do for him. But I don't think you can go into next year banking on those guys being, (laughs) being what's going to propel you forward. Isn't going to be good enough for there. You can't count on what they're going to give you to be that, that change to the roster that you're expecting. Um, so if the, back to what we were talking about, if there's going to be a shakeup, if, if there's going to be a shakeup of some sort, it involves someone like a smart, it involves someone like a, Langford. As much as a Langford, you hate to say it, depending what you could get back a Rob Williams, you know, yeah, you have to consider, I, I don't think anyone, those, are, those Brown, are your, Brown those are Tatum. your, those yeah, are your Brown. trade chips. Those are your trade my chips. View, my view is Brown and Tatum are untouchable. I don't, yep. I don't want to trade Brown. Um, smart can get you something. So you have to think about it. Uh, Kemba and Tristan, you probably can't trade because I don't think you're getting anything for them. Um, and there might be some teams who want to take a, a, a bet on a Rob Williams or a Grant Williams or a Romeo Langford. I don't think you trade Neesmith. Uh, nope. And then everyone else is expendable. So um, Danny, there, there tends to be a lot of turnover at the bottom of Danny Ainge rosters. And I suspect that the season will be no different. And um didn't really work out this off season with Tristan Thompson and, and Jeff Teague. And that's another reason I think uh, 
the season didn't go the way that we wanted to, even when you, you do have a couple of rookies who are maybe performing a little better than we thought. Um, but for, 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 for what, I mean, if, if somehow a Bradley Beal becomes available or like, I don't want to throw Kawhi Leonard around, but like, you know, it's possible that he becomes a free agent. And I, I see no reason why he'd want to come to Boston. I mean, maybe there's a new the balance. They don't, they don't have the money for him anyway. I don't know why you even think about that. Um, you could sign and trade Brown, Brown, Brown and smart. You could. Brown and smart for Kawhi. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, we get some thoughts. We get some thoughts. Where did we'll that, see. Where did where did that one come from? <laughs> I'm thinking out, I'm thinking outside the box here. Um, no, it's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. He's pretty happy in LA, I'm guessing. And if anything, he'll stay out on the West Coast. Um, yeah, but I, I think what we're learning from this is it's gonna be the similar fabric of the current team. And um, Danny will be opportunistic, but it's 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 a bet on figuring out the culture. Um, it's a bet on Tatum continuing to develop and Brown continuing to develop and Fournier figuring out how to fit into with this team and Kemba getting healthy. And I, I don't think smart will be here. Um, I think, I think they, they do have to make a move and smart gives you so much, but he also is incredibly frustrating. Um, and I think, I think that's probably the move that they have to make and it'll, it'll be interesting. I think, um, I think, I think we, some, some, some new perspective and um, just, just changing things around a little bit, hopefully will, will, will lead to lead to a different type of effort, especially on the defensive end than what we've seen this year, because um, I don't know, it feels weird to say we want to trade our, what most people would consider to be our best defensive player to improve defensively. But I think, I think there's some truth to the fact that uh, we just got to change something up to, to get this team playing the way that we know, we know they can. It's not even like you, you say that. It's not even <laughs> Marcus Smart's defense, good or bad, isn't going to matter at the end of the day if the team's not playing defense. No. If, if, no. if Brown's not playing at a level that we know he can play defensively, if Tatum, Tatum, sure. Tatum can, we know certainly when he wants to, can, that what Marcus Smart does isn't going to matter unless what your two guys at the top of the roster are going to do. So you can, you can overcome that. You could overcome, you know, uh, you know, do they, do they see, they see a little bit of that, you know, dog mentality. They see Martin, uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Smart in a, in a, in a, in a Peyton Pritchard, you know, do you, do you have a little bit of that, you know, that grit and that hustle, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. from, from Aaron Neesmith, do you feel like in the years to come, those two guys can combine, can give you some of the similar things that Marcus Smart gives you, you know? Um, yeah. You know, do you feel comfortable enough about that? that you have those guys under their rookie contracts where you can use smart to, go get that piece that will solidify you as that middle to upper tier team in the, in the East, you know, is he the guy to get it done? And probably so. I don't know. Kawhi Leonard, new balance. Let's bring him home. Let's bring him home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I don't think I can talk more about the subjects. Sure you can. We got, we got, we got to talk, we got to talk a little bit about play in here. Oh God. Okay. Who do you want? Who do you want to face? Well, well, I think Indiana. Do you want to face? Well, it's, Charlotte? well, it's it's not going to be Indiana. It's probably going to be could be. We got tied for the ninth, right? They're tied for the eighth with Indiana. Indiana and they, Charlotte are tied right now. They are. They are. I mean, it's probably unlikely to be Washington, right? They're probably locked into the ten, especially um, with Beal trying to get back. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. 
uh what's today today's thursday who's we just have to win one more game or they have to lose one more game indiana or charlotte for us to make sure we're in the seven or eight seven you're hosting i feel pretty good about i've got a wacky theory to throw out to you here and by the way by the way milwaukee's crushing indiana and the clippers are (laughs) crushing charlotte so we're going to clinch the seven tonight nice job Mm -hmm. celtics also miami Uh, beating down philadelphia Oof. You got the next losing the next losing to the Spurs tonight though. Oh, we got that doesn't matter so, anymore so, for us. So. No, no, but I'm saying like they're your Knicks dropping dropping down. Um, Atlanta with winning heat, with, the, with the Heat with Atlanta still winning. Indiana's losing to Milwaukee right now. Um, yeah, so so we're gonna be in the seven. Hornet, be, Hornets are getting smacked by the Clippers because um, they're not good. Neither right. is Indiana. Neither so, of those so teams gonna, are good. So we're gonna so we're, so we're gonna be in the seven. So you, you yeah. you're the seven. You host. You win the first game against. Then you're good. New Orleans or Indiana, which. Neither team other than yeah, yeah, right, right. New Orleans. Zion, we'll not be playing Zion. Yeah, we'll not be playing. Um, I mean, neither one of those teams scare you. Could you the way we're playing right now? We just lost the freaking Cavaliers. So I mean, yes, with the depleted roster, but but you know, any, anything can happen. So if that happens, you're the seven, you win, you are the seven. For me to have my play in tournament fun, my playoff fun, just to give us some semblance of something to get excited about. Just a little extra, you know. Um, I want them to somehow finagle their way to the eight. So I lose, and avo- then I, lose and then win. I, I want to avoid the Nets. I want to avoid the Bucks. I want to avoid the Bucks. Not so not so much that I'm not so much that I'm afraid of the Bucks. Let's say. I mean, certainly they're more talented. It'd be very tough, especially without Jalen Brown. They are more talented. Um, not so much for the that I'm afraid of them. I'm just so. Milwaukee just bores me. I don't know what it is. It's, I just, they're just boring. I, I just, even with Giannis, they just are. It's just it, playing Milwaukee in the first round just really wouldn't do anything for me. Um, but give me Philly, bring on Philly, bring on Joel Embiid, bring on Ben Simmons, bring on Doc Rivers. Let, let's just have some fun in the first round against a team that hasn't been able to do anything against us in the playoffs. Yes. They've owned us in the regular season this year, but guess what? They owned us in the regular season last year. We swept their ass in the playoffs. Yes, I know Ben Simmons. Simmons is out. <laughs> I know. I understand that. I get it. But I think if Simmons was there, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference anyway with the way Philly was going. Yeah. Yes, Philly, totally different team. Have some better components around Embiid and Simmons, absolutely. But wouldn't yeah. it be a little bit – wouldn't it be more fun? Like it would be more fun than playing the Nets because we just know how that's going to go. It will, I, not I go think, well against, it will not go well against Brooklyn. It will not go well against Brooklyn. Probably wouldn't go well against Milwaukee, and I guess the odds are it wouldn't go well against Philadelphia either. But of those three teams, I feel like who's covering Embiid? Who's covering Embiid? By the way, yeah, but who's going to cover Giannis? Who's going to cover Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden? Pat, you can you can have you can make the same you can make the same argument about the other two opponents too. So yes, who in the who in the NBA is going to go? Who anyone, whoever plays the, the Sixers, who's going to guard Embiid? Who anybody? But if the if the if the Sixers get to the NBA Finals against you know the Lakers, you could say who's going to guard Embiid? Yeah, Anthony Davis. What's Anthony Davis is still going to have trouble with with Joel Embiid? Like everyone's going to have trouble with Joel Embiid. So you can't say who's going to guard Embiid is the reason why you don't want to play the Sixers. I, listen, I, I would like to I would like to listen, play the Sixers. I don't I don't see a pe- so we would have to lose to Charlotte you'd have to Sixers, lose. You'd have, but you'd, then beat the Wizards. You think? You think we're going to beat the well, Wizards? Well, maybe it's not who- the Wizards. Maybe it's not the Wizards. Maybe Beal's still hurt and he doesn't come back and it ends up being New Orleans. Listen, Charlie. I'm not saying I'm not saying you. 
you're right. There's a flaw to my theory here where you can't. Did I say New Orleans? You think we're yeah. playing New Orleans? <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I just. Go whatever. to Smoothie King Center. Sorry. Charlotte slash, slash New Orleans. I get slash it. Oklahoma I get it. City. I get it. I get it. Slash New they're Orleans. All the, slash they're all the same. They're all the Every same. city that the Hornets franchise has played in, in the last few years. Um, <laughs> slash, well, you're, lucky I didn't, you're lucky I didn't call them the Bobcats. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, I know my, there's there's flaws to my path and my theory for wanting to play the Sixers because you don't they're not going to throw a game you're not going to throw a game you're not going to intentionally lose a game at this point to you know try to set up opponents I mean but the Celtics might not win another game the rest of the season whether these I'm other teams lose or not because they're going to they might, they, they might I mean, go you're, 35 and 37 I mean, and they might go 0 and 2 in the play and they might be 35 and 39 for all we know I think they'd be crazy <laughs> to play Tatum at all this weekend. I think they'd no, be crazy to they'd be crazy if you want to let Kemba Walker play one game. Maybe I mean he's only going to play one. He's not going to play back to back. You want to let Kemba play one, maybe. But I wouldn't play Tatum. I wouldn't play. I wouldn't play Kemba. I mean, I, I Rob Williams had a cortisone shot in his turf toe. Well, don't play Rob. Just just don't play. I mean, you're probably going to be in a place too where does 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 Minnesota sit people because they're done. Do the Knicks get locked into their seed, you know, by Sunday and they sit everybody? Possibly. Probably um, gonna say, we're probably the seven, no matter what happens. Right. I know. So there's flaws in my theory, but I'm telling you, if I had no, my, I mean, there's I, no, there's not flaws. We could lose to anyone, any we, night. <laughs> we could, and then, but then, yeah, but, then, but, then but then could win, you know, the back against you all game to get the eight. So I'm listen, I'm just telling you that if I had my choice, I want to be the eight. I want Philly. I want to have some fun in this first round. Yes, you'd be severe underdogs, but I, I I think it's crazy to say this. I think it's the best matchup for them. Well, how about this, Michael? How about yeah. this? Yeah. Let's talk about the fact that Philadelphia is a game and a half up on Brooklyn. Yeah, so they're fine because they're – well, they're losing tonight. And they're losing tonight. They do have the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. but – so Philly would be up by one on Brooklyn with two to go. So they would Philly would have to lose both their remaining games and Brooklyn would have to win both their remaining games. Philly closes the season with two against the Magic. That is not going to happen. Let's stop this train of thought. <laughs> the Magic desperately want to lose, um, given where they're at, given the Cavs jumped them. Thanks, Celtics. Uh, yep. Given the, yeah, the Magic, the Thunder, the T-Wolves, and the Cavs are all on a – a battle, so they're not happy that the Celtics are playing the T Wolves, huh? Because that could be another. Do you do you disagree? Uh, or, you, or do you disagree? Or you just indifferent to the point. I don't want to. I don't want to play. You the don't Nets. think it matters. No, right. we're gonna get swept, we're gonna get swept by the Nets. Uh, we're, we would lose could, to Milwaukee. Could, yeah, but could they? But could they take a game or two from Milwaukee? Yeah, sure. Could they take I mean, a game they, or two from Philly? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, if if Embiid and Giannis get hurt, then they could they could take multiple games. I think so. Um, it'd be nice if they had Jalen Brown though. Well, I um, listen, I here's the way I look at it. If they get in, I'm happy. They, I just want them in one one of these two playing games. I want them to have a series against one of these teams. They beat Milwaukee in 2018 in the first round. Uh, they beat Philly last year, and they beat Philly in 2018, I believe. Um, they've had some good success against them. Brooklyn, I don't think they've played in the playoffs since they were in New Jersey, right? Um, it's no. been a while. Uh, that's a loss. I'm sorry. That way Harden is playing much less Kyrie and, and Durant. Uh, he was, you see how he played last night? He was out for like five weeks and like he never missed a beat. 
he's so good. Um, so I don't know if it's, side, if it's Brooklyn, sidebar, that's sidebar, side, sidebar, while you bring up Harden real quick. Um, would you, I mean, what do you think the package was that the Celtics would have had to give up for Harden in the Harden talks? If, if you believe the reports that the Celtics would have had to been Jalen, right? Jalen would have had to been in it. Um, okay. Probably Jalen, probably Marcus. It's a pick. Would you, would you have done it? I don't know if Houston would have taken it. Look what they got in return. I'm not saying I liked what they got in return, but for some reason they liked it. That's better than what they got. Um, Is it not? I still, I still wouldn't have done it because we hadn't sucked yet. Um, but uh, if I knew the season would have gone the way that it would have been, as far as probably gone anyway, then uh, so I much more strongly would have considered it. Yes. Okay. All right. Right. He's been he's Here. been a revelation. I I, I was yeah. ext- I'm extremely surprised how well he's played in Brooklyn. Yep. Um, knows his role and does he and is he able to duplicate that same success here? You don't know, but maybe. I mean, no. I mean, I think I think we would have been better than 35 and 35 if he had oh sure a Celtic. Yeah, well, I think we'd be right up with those. I think we would certainly be. Uh, I think we'd be. Right I mean, yeah, I think you. I mean, I think you could because he played the majority of the season without Kevin Durant, so it's not like yeah. you can say you had Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving around. He no. didn't really. So yeah, he might have. With Tatum as his wingman, that would have been something interesting to see in hindsight, if you think yeah, about it. Yeah, would have been fun. Would have been fun. But anyway, anyway, didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I, I'm just going to bring it to, <laughs> to playoff pick predictions. Uh, I think oh, at, the, at the start of the season, I believe you said, did you say Lakers over Brooklyn? I did. I believe I said Milwaukee over Dallas. No, you didn't. I did. That's stupid. I don't know why that- <laughs> I think I would have remembered that. That's no, I did say it. I did say it. I'm pretty sure I said it. That's dumb. <laughs> Why do you think it's dumb? That was dumb. Then. It was dumb then. Dallas is going to be a better seed than uh, than the Lakers. The, bu- the Bucks aren't going to get by the Heat in the first round, so I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, I predicted this before the season. Somebody. I didn't know <laughs> what would happen in the season. Um, I guess given the benefit of a season, does your Lakers over Nets? pick knowing that the Lakers are also going to be in the plan uh, and the Nets are battling health issues. What a first play. What a, what a first playing game that's going to be. Lakers huh? Warriors. Yes. That's just insane. Um, awesome. I mean, if the Lakers get out of the play in home court, doesn't matter. You know, if, if I mean, it all yeah. comes down to how LeBron and AD are doing. I mean, if, if, if they're, you know, if the games they've been missing here are just precautionary down the stretch and they're just confident that they, as long as they get in, they'll be fine. Um, yeah, I, 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 if if the Lakers are healthy, then yeah, they. I'm, I'm still. I, I you can't count them out. Doesn't matter what their seat is. If if, if LeBron if LeBron and AD are 90 percent, then yeah, I'd still stick with my pick. Over the Clippers, over Denver, over Utah, over Phoenix. Yeah, I'm not ready to trust uh, you. With the how many times have you seen teams have great regular seasons? Like you know, I, I just D- D- Denver without Jamal Murray. That's just not the same team. Um, I'm not ready to trust Utah yet with the season that they've had, nor the nor Phoenix. Um, 
if, if you have a somewhat healthy LeBron and AD in a seven game series, I'm not, I'm not taking either of those teams over the Lakers. I'm not. What if Steph goes off for 55 in the play-in and the Lakers have to get through then the Grizzlies the, and the Spurs the, to get it? Then the, then the Lakers are going to beat the Grizzlies or the Spurs and be the eight, and they're going to play the Jazz in the first round. So, <laughs> Oh, man. All right. So you still like the Lakers. Do you like the Nets coming out of the East? Um, Clearly you're not hot on Philly. No, I'm not. Um, it, it, I think – listen, if – I mean, Durant's the wild card. You know, I, I think Harden's fine. Let's see with Kyrie. You know, assuming he's okay um, and Durant is okay. Uh, yeah, I like them over Philly. I do. Um, if uh, – it's fun to say this. The, the, the player for the Nets, if something happens to him health-wise that I back off that pick, it'd be Harden. Yeah, I agree. Like if it's if it's Harden and Durant or Harden and Irving, the Nets can make the finals. You know, if it's just two of the three, as long as one of the two of those three is Harden. I know that's crazy that a team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, I don't think gets out of the East with no James Harden. But Harden and Irving and Harden and Durant, any of those yeah. two combinations get out of the get out of the East, I think. Yep. All right. Well, that'll be interesting to watch. I don't think my Bucks. Mavs pick will happen. Although I do think the the Mavs will make some noise. I'm hoping the Mavs get the five, uh, and then they can they're beat the, the Nuggets. They slid to the six. I think you got Portland. They're tied, the five yeah, they're tied right? with Portland. They're tied yeah, with Portland. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm hoping they get to the five because I my my pick right now. I, I think I think I know this is kind of a crazy pick given their recent postseason failures, but I'm going to say the Clippers coming out of the West um, as a team that. I think is playing decent right now and they could turn it on in the playoffs and Kawhi has clearly shown that he can be the guy. Um, and, and playoff Rondo, let's go. Worked last year for an LA team, right? Worked <laughs> well for last. Certainly um, did. So I'm going to say Clippers nets. Uh, I'm going to go Clippers. I'm going to say Kawhi is going to win his uh, third title with a different team, which would be pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, so RIP to my bucks. Nets for uh, Bucks Mavs pick. Although I, I think the Mavs will make some noise, and I think Luca um, can do some pretty interesting things, just like he did last season. That forty footer to win that game was crazy last uh, fall. Um, the West playoffs are going to be pretty nuts and pretty insane too. So right and, now and, we're looking at we're looking at Utah, Golden State, Phoenix, Lakers, Clippers, Mavs, and Nuggets, Blazers. The last one's less interesting, but uh, although the, the freaking Portland's playing out of their minds right now. Um, Listen, the East, the, the East playoffs aren't going to be that shabby either, if you think about it. Um, let's so if everything just, holds. We got Philly, Charlotte, or let's say Philly, Washington to make it. Yeah, right. I was going to uh, say, say Philly, Washington. This yeah, feels Brooklyn, like Celtics, that's... Milwaukee, Knicks, Hawks, Heat. Yeah, some decent series there. Yeah, that well, was that was the 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 Sixers Wizards. If Beal ends up being okay and is healthy, that'll be fun. Yeah, I hope he gets healthy. I would love to see him on that postseason stage. Um, and Russ is pretty fun in that moment too. So, uh, alrighty. Well, we will see. Any 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 kind of final thoughts? Um, MVP. I think it's Jokic, right? I think he's the guy who stayed probably, healthy all season. So prob- I mean, probably. it started the year as LeBron, then Embiid, then Harden. 
He's had uh, a great he's had a great year other than the last quarter and a half of the game uh, against the Celtics on that on that false hope West Coast road trip. We were hitting we every shot. We hit, we hit oh, every I shot. We hit I know. Every shot. I know. I know. I know. The last um, positive moment. Other than I'll give. I'll, I'll loop it back to the Celtics here as we close. Most likely to not be a member of the Celtics organization training camp next year. Danny Ainge, Brad Stevens, or Marcus Smart? It's a good one. I think it's smart. Yeah. I could, I could see Ainge moving to a executive, non-operating executive role. I could see yeah. that happening. Yeah. It's just tough because Zarin and Austin Ainge, like this, the whole front office is like, either related to him or have worked with him for 15 years. So. so he'll never, so he'll never, his influence will never go. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to get rid of all of those guys and I don't see that happening. Um, yeah. One bad season. If you have two bad seasons then you gotta, I think you do have to think about a change, but uh, I think it's smart. It'll hurt, but uh, I think it's best for the team. Um, and we've moved on from folks like Isaiah Thomas that also hurt. And that was clearly the right move as, as, as painful it is to admit that. Um, so yeah, I think it's smart. I don't think Brad's going anywhere. I mean, yeah, if you if you reverse the question of of those three most likely to be a in their current position training camp, Steven, I say Steven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So now there might be an Ainge as a GM, but it could be Austin posted. Right. right. But, uh, <laughs> true. 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 Oh, man. All right. All right. This, has been, this has been a pleasure. Good to catch up. Not yes, the, sir. Not the record we were hoping to talk through, especially after no. the ten and three start, but. Uh, We've been pretty fortunate the last two decades. So uh, you got to take the tough seasons with the, uh, with the good ones. Um, and uh, I, I mean, is it bad that we didn't talk about the Red Sox at all? I know we talked about Fenway before we started the pod about trying to get there, but it's just so early, yeah. right? Like maybe it's too early. Let's, well, let's, let's see how they're doing in June, July, then we'll have a conversation. Well, they're beating Oakland, made nothing right now, but. Break that three game losing dro- streak. Dropping the, dropping the first two of the series to Oakland. Uh, you know, playing actually, you know, but you know, their first series against a real good team and they, you know, losing two out of three. So yeah, like you said, it's way, way too early, but. Devers, Bogarts, Martinez. It's a good, that's a, that's a good heart of the order. Let's, let's keep these guys together as long as we can. And pitching hasn't been half bad either. I mean, I know Erod had a bit of a rough one last night, but his first loss, I think Pavetta, um, you know, Ovaldi kind of being somewhat, yeah. you know, you know, somewhat consistent. Um, Maybe get a little Chris you know, Sale later in the season. Yeah, Chris know. Sale into that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Barn, Barnes little, look pretty good. You hear some uh, whispers. Um, Max Scherzer acquisition at the trade deadline. I don't see, I don't, I don't see that happening. I know, just, you know. Aren't we, also Red picking, like, aren't we also like picking number four in the draft or something? We are, we are, yes. Haven't so, been that in a while. It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so it happens when you have the season you did. Yeah, that so, was a bad one. That was a bad one. It was. Alrighty. Well, it's been fun. We will has been. talk soon. Go Celts. Let's let's win that play-in, baby. And let's then, go play-in game. Hey, it'll be fun to watch at least. We'll, you want to we'll Pat, Pat, you want to go to the play-in game? Oh, absolutely not. No, okay. Yeah, I don't me so. either. I don't we, think so. Not this season. Let's let's let's. Let's save it up for next year. If, if, if they can get to the second round, I'd go to a second round game. <laughs> Would you? Yeah. Maybe a first. I mean, maybe a first round. I, I mean, I don't know. They're down 0-2. I don't want to see anything. But um, what, what was Milwaukee when we went to game four? We were down 1-2. We were down 2-1. 2-1. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, subscribe to my Sixers theory. Be the eight. Beat the one. Maybe the Knicks hold steady and, you know, stick in that 4-5, win their first round series. 
conference semifinals against the Knicks. Let's go. You think so all this time. bad luck we've had yeah. this year is going to instantly change next week? Listen, it can't get any worse, can it? Your optimism is something that we should all strive toward. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's been a pleasure. I'll see you. Have a good one.